Hey everybody, just wanted to take a quick moment at the beginning of the show to dedicate this episode to my Uncle George and my Uncle Jeff, who passed away this past week. Um, Both of them were extremely supportive in everything I ever did, always supported me, told me to do everything that I can to continue to um, pursue what I love and to always work hard. So this episode goes out to them. Uncle Hawk, Uncle George, I love you. Thank you for everything. This one's for you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the seven day boogie. It is episode 21. We're here. We're glistening. I got a little bit of a glisten before this uh, episode recorded. I skated a little bit out front, got sweatier than I had intended to. So now I'm all showered up and ready to go. My PJs recording a podcast for the beautiful glisteners right up front. Got to thank the Knicks. Thank you to Nick Cox for the wonderful logo you see when you tap this show to listen to it every week. And thank you to my wonderful, talented brother, Nick uh, Tolford, for performing the theme song live every week um, via Skype for me so that I can record it and then put it at the front of the podcast right before you uh, hear me talk, you hear him play this song live. Can't prove me wrong. Uh, So I also want to give a quick shout out to... Skateboard Tees, S-K-8-B-O-R-T-Tees, a buddy of mine that I met at a skate park last winter, CJ, he owns that company, and uh, he's the man, I just got a new skateboard tee in the the mail, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they sprayed cologne on it uh, before they sent it to me, which is great, because I can wear it out of the package. Uh, and my beautiful, intelligent girlfriend will think that I smell good. So get yourself a skateboard tea. They smell good out of the box and they will uh, make people want to talk to you and because they're tight. But let's address the elephant in my car, shall we? Where was I last? Where the F was I last week? Huh? What was going on? I was training to glisten better um, and to boogie harder than anyone ever has. And that is that was on Mount Bogoliath. I scaled Mount Bogoliath and uh, met. I spoke to a French Canadian pirate who sailed the earth, and he, we had great discussions. Some of the some of life's greatest discussions are had around a dinner table, uh, and that that is a lesson that I learned speaking with this um, French Canadian pirate on Mount Bogoliath. Over the last week, learned a lot. One of the best trips I've ever taken in my life. Mount Bogoliath happens to be pretty close to where my brothers live in California. So I did uh, spend some time with them too. Went skateboarding with my brother Ben. Went hiking and stuff with my brother Nick. Hung out with everybody. So uh, every all my family out there in California, they are safe. I'm very I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I really had a great trip. Had had a great time with my brothers. Um, they they are very fortunate to have some wonderful women in their life that I am fortunate enough to then get to spend time with them by spending time with my brother. So thank you to Sam and Asia also for the wonderful hospitality. And of course, I can't forget my um, canine nieces, Mila and Penny, for all the puppy love that I got over last week. So shout out to everyone in California that showed me a good time. Uh, there's a little skate edit that'll be put up there with, uh, you know, shout out to George, shout out to Eric, Zimmy, 
uh, all the all the folks and Dave that we we skated with while I was out there is an awesome time. Thank you again to everybody. Thank you for everyone's understanding of why I did not have a podcast last week because I was on Boogaliath, Mount Boogaliath, but I have returned to bring to you news of a new segment that is not necessarily a segment of the podcast, but is a segment of my life. I've talked about it before, and I'm making it official. This is an open invitation to any folk roaming the plains, you know, in Red Dead Redemption, Wednesday night roundup. I'm calling it out. Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Central Time, we're hitting the dusty trail. Open invite. Come join me this week, Kyle Tolliver, my very good, handsome friend. He and I roamed the plains and we rounded up some bad guys, did a little did a little bit of dirt ourselves, sold a little moonshine, you know. We did our thing, had a great time, and I'm inviting all of you. My PlayStation uh, name is the Seven Day Boogie, of course, branding. And uh, this is an open invitation. Anyone that wants to come hang out in my saloon on Wednesday nights, you know, I'll show you, show you where the gold's at. So come on out. Another thing that I did uh, that was you may have seen I posted on Instagram. Um, this came out this week. I had a, I was on my friend Spencer's podcast. My friend Spencer and Matheson have an awesome, hilarious podcast called Wins Lunch. And those two uh, silver tongue devils had me on the podcast to talk. And we Spencer uh, Sutherland and I went to high school together. Spencer is a very talented musician that lives in L.A. now. Um, doing a lot of big things, so keep an eye out for that dude. Real heartthrob. And uh, his drummer, Matheson, is a fucking handsome beast. And we had a podcast and just laughed our asses off and had a really good time. So if you want to listen to a real goofy podcast uh, that's even goofier than this one is most times, with just some some friends bouncing goofiness off of each other, check out Wins Lunch. A lot of esteemed guests have been on that podcast. Obviously, I am number one guest. So if you want to hear the best guest there's ever been on a podcast, on any of the best podcasts that's ever been, it's me, your boy, the boogeyman, on Wins Lunch with Spencer and Matheson. Check it out anywhere you can find a podcast. And I highly suggest you do so, because like I said, it's just a good time. And you know what else is a good time? And it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a boogie pick to scare to. Almost got there. But this week, we got two boogie picks. We One is a boogie pick, solidify, should watch it. And the second is you can choose whether or not you watch this one. I won't be mad. Realistically, I'm not going to be mad either way. But... The first one, I say, yes, watch. The second one, if you don't watch, I won't know, but I also won't be mad. The first boogie pick this week is a classic, 90s classic, more of a thriller, suspenseful. It is the Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood, not a buddy cop movie, but a duo, dastardly duo of a movie. The Good Son. Now, if you have not seen The Good Son, the plot of The Good Son is that Elijah Wood's mother passes away from illness right in front of him, hooked up to nothing in the movie. That's a that's a nit to pick another day. But Elijah Wood's mother passes away. His father is going on a big business trip in Japan that will seal a deal that means he never has to go 
anywhere ever again. He's going to make so much fucking money in Japan that he'll never have to work again. So just for a little bit, for two weeks, Elijah Wood has to stay with his aunt and uncle and his cousins, one of which is Macaulay Culkin. Now, this is like prime Home Alone Macaulay Culkin. So we already know he's an ornery little raccoon, but we love him for it. We love his antics. We love everything he's into. And we're, everyone wanted to be Kevin McAllister from Home Alone at one point, setting up little fucking booby traps for Joe Pesci and the Sticky Bandits. Everyone wanted to be that. I don't know if anyone would want to be Macaulay Culkin's character in this movie, The Good Son, because not to be a spoiler, but he's not a good son in this movie. He does a lot of things throughout this whole movie that make me fucking stressed out. And I, while watching this movie with my brother Ben and uh, his girlfriend Asia, stress ate like 35 uh, like oatmeal cranberry dunker cookies. Don't know what brand they are. Uh, Heaven is the brand that they are. But yeah, these dunker cookies, the movie stresses me out. It's a great movie. I think you should watch it. Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin, like good 90s. Um, like suspenseful movie. The movie is super stressful to watch, but it does for the horror movie fans. It shows you what you can do a lot with a nine year old blonde kid. That's just quick witted. You don't need a ghost or a giant serpent or some like haunted child to create a fearful atmosphere. You can just have a terrifyingly bold and clever and dangerous nine year old cause havoc throughout the entire movie experience. So check it out. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood in The Good Son. That is number one boogie pick for this week. The second boogie pick of the week, because I told you I was going to do two. And I did. Watched. I mean, I watch a lot of horror movies basically anyway, and I end up just usually just like picking one. So I picked another one. That is optional to watch. Uh, the boogie pick number two, because it kind of was shitty, haha, is The Awakening. Now, again, like I said, this movie for me and my beautiful, intelligent girlfriend who watched it with me, we liked it. Uh, this There's much to disclose, right? So basically, the plot of the movie is... There's a woman um, that is very successful. She has built her career on debunking hauntings and like basically proving that the paranormal does not exist. This woman meets her match when a handsome guy that does not have to be in the movie, we come to find out, uh, comes to for her assistance and he's like hot and damaged. He's got like pain in his eyes. So it's instant love. Again, does not need to be in the movie. This uh, character pretty much just served a purpose of being hot. And that's it. Um, but they go to a boarding school where these, these students at the boarding school, hot damaged man is a, a teacher there. We go to the boarding school. The boys have seen ghosts. There's like a haunted something going on. It's a boarding school. Everyone's British. So it's horrifying. Uh, one of them and like a boy has recently died also. So they're all scared. What do they do? You know, she comes to basically debunk this. Not necessarily to solve the murder, but just to say like, hey, it's not a ghost. So peace. 
time to like call real investigators. But uh, this movie does have some good jump scares and was definitely trying things when it came to uh, the like storyline. So there is a bunch of stuff that happens. Um, they were going for it in a lot of a lot of different ways. And like I said, I watched this movie with Aaron, my beautiful, intelligent girlfriend, and I her and I both thought that it went too many directions. Um, which she displayed brilliantly after the film by saying, dang, that movie just went. And then she started doing the hand jive, which if you don't know what the hand jive is, Google it. And that was the hand jive is a perfect choreographed representation of where the plot in this movie goes towards the end. Also, again, not going to spoil the ending, but the ending does involve a twist that makes you cock your head to the side and rethink a lot of interactions that have happened within uh, the movie and think like, do they really make sense? Um, yeah, there's like a, a couple characters in this movie that don't really need to be there. There's like a villain guy that like isn't, I don't know, he's just like, he's not like a main storyline villain. He's just kind of like secondary mean guy that comes in at some point and he just like holds a shotgun and he drools for no reason and like, there's the kind of a flashback aspect to this movie. So I get where some of the imagery of this person like ties into the flashback nature of the blah, blah, blah. But bleh, come on. I was over it. There were two characters in this movie that definitely could have either been one character or been none characters. They could have not been in the movie. Um... But I enjoyed watching it. Again, some good jump scares. Like, they do some cool things in it. There's some cool twists. Um, they definitely go for some things. So, yeah, I'm going to say watch it. I'm going to say thumbs up. It was a good experience. It, the ending does the hand jive. So beware that it, you're gonna your brain's going to have to do some flips towards the end. But uh, overall, if I had to pick just one to watch, I would pick The Good Son. But I do think that The Awakening is worth the time just check it out for me you know but enough on that double feature enough of that and i say that because you know what time it is it's time for the shut-in shout out we are on dark season one episode eight what you reap is what you sow I think I didn't write down the episode name this time, but this is the shut in shout out season one, episode eight of dark. Wow. So many things are happening. They are really tying up episode or season one in big ways. Part of me thinks that they could have sped this whole show up by about a half an episode at this point, but the way that things are developing now is quick enough to, to like make up for the, the little bit of slow exposition at the front and end of this show. So what I'm going to do is instead of just splatting nonsense out of my brain, I'm going to talk about these episodes in chunks. I'm going to talk about main plots through lines. I'm not going to go like chronological through the episode, but I'm just going to kind of talk about it in chunks as we see through this episode kind of follows just a few characters um, on like one kind of thought pattern. Um, so these are my, these are my morsels of darkness. This is what I'm calling these quick hit uh, sum ups of what happened in the, the episode of dark, the morsels of darkness. So 
we open the episode and it is young Helga. Um, young Helga is in 1953. He follows police to a construction site where the bodies of Eric and Yasin are found. The construction site in 1953 is the site that will eventually become the nuclear power plant. So huge question there. Um, also, young Helga does not have the ear injury at the beginning of this episode, which is monumental to what happens towards the end of this episode, because they reference, obviously, Helga's ear injury multiple times in season one. You see the scarring on his ear, both as a as an adult and as a very old adult, as he is escaping from the um, extended care facility and talking about how he needs to stop this plan and X, Y, Z, right? So... Um, hooded man while this is happening. So young Helga finds those bodies they, earlier in ref, they reference things earlier into, um, in the episodes of Helga and him being okay, despite what happened to him back then. And, you know, they, they hint at this kind of event that happens to Helga when he's a boy that really changed, should have changed him more than it did or something like that. And you think in the beginning that that might have something to do with his mother, who after Helga sees these boys dead at the construction site, um, has this weird like tension between he and his mother. So you think potentially the like horrible thing that happened to him stems from his relationship with his mother, but we come to find out later on that is not the thing that they might be referencing. But again, more from that later. We see the German police, including Charlotte Doppler's young, like young version of Charlotte Doppler's father, who is the sheriff before Ulrich and XYZ, right? So we see the police officers in Germany looking through Eric and Yassine's clothing. And obviously because the time difference, they don't recognize the style of clothing. They're very confused. They think it's some kind of costume. Then they see that the clothing is from China. They have like a weird, like, is this a Chinese spy like thought moment, but it quickly goes nowhere, which I'm happy it does. I don't want this to become some kind of war drama. I do want this to continue to be fucking nuts, which it is. So that's good. We see the, the like I said, those police are just baffled by the bodies of Eric and Yasin. So like those bodies are going backwards. I still am unsure of why that's happening. I'm starting to understand the time travel thing and the fact that there's that point, like there is something in Winden that allows people to travel through time. I still don't know what the goal is here. You know what I mean? So we got the hooded man speaking to the clock shop owner, who's also the physicist on the videos where the, um, Eric was forced to watch the beginning of the show. Hooded man and professor TikTok are discussing like the creator of the he um, of time and black holes and how the that physicist is like the writer of that a journey through time book that everyone pretty much has a copy of at this point. Professor TikTok and just kind of thinks that this is like some kind of scientific conversation. He's having he's very engaged. He's definitely enjoying these conversations with the hooded man, but doesn't really know where they're going for sure. So he. Um, kind of just is talking like theory and how this is all hypothetical. This is just the theory and X, Y, Z. And he talks about how not only can the past influence the future, the future also influences the past. 
the hooded man begins to discuss the 33 year cycle, um, starts to kind of disclose throughout the episode that there was the nuclear plant created this rift in the time space zone or whatever, and like opened up this portal that is now what, what we have seen Jonas climb through. In this episode, we see Ulrich climb through it and go into the past, which I am talking about next. But the hooded man discusses basically that that is real, that this man's book is completely factual. There is a rift in the um, in the city of Winden or the town of Winden that has caused and made time travel possible. The nuclear plant created a gigantic electromagnetic pulse, which um, electromagnetic pulse, which is why all those birds keep dying. That's why it's killing the birds. It kills the birds back in 1953. We see that at the end of the episode as Helga has a box of dead birds, um, and then that also obviously happens in 1986, and then again in 2019, which is obviously the present day in this storyline. So um, the hooded man begins to talk about and kind of make the the clock, uh, Professor TikTok kind of nervous and Professor TikTok eventually asks him to leave because the hooded man brings out that like wind up clock time travel thingy that he's been carrying around throughout the show. The clockmaker apparently in the future creates this and this is a time, this is a legit time travel device it recreates that electromagnetic pulse caused by the nuclear plant which opens that portal which allows time travel to happen right this is the flux capacitor moment of this whole show the time daddy wants a hooded man to leave the store he's all freaked out at the end of the episode um the the time travel device that the hooded man has is broken but the professor tiktok says he does not recognize it he doesn't even know how to fix it it doesn't exist yet xyz at the end of the episode, we see that Professor TikTok does have this machine. He does have this, and he may be able to fix it. He may be able to use it. What is basically happening is the hooded man has something that I, that he wants to stop from happening, right? There's something that he wants to change. There's something about either the future or the present, or I think he says that he wants to destroy the time loop. So he wants to stop everything in its tracks. He knows something's going on. I think hooded man is Jonas at this point. I am. That is what I think. We'll talk about my theories later on, but that is what I think during this episode. Also, as I mentioned, Ulrich follows, um, the elderly Helga into the Helgerly into the caves, but instead of going, there's like a, they talk about the rule of threes. Again, they talk about 33. They talk about that, like Celtic eternity, not, um, and then there is a, 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 a fork in the tunnel where Ulrich is going through the Sigmundus door. There's a fork in the tunnel and he goes left instead of going right. I'm guessing that if you go right, you go to 1983, six. If you go to left, you go to 1953. Ulrich goes left. It takes him to 1953. He starts to put the pieces together. He understands that he has traveled through time. He begins to like find out that Eric and Yasin have been sent back in time. He's just absolutely like losing it. He puts the pieces together. He understands that he's in 1953 and he begins to look for Helga because he once again, he believes whatever happened is somehow Helga's fault. Ulrich runs around the town, gets in a couple fights. Like Ulrich has just gotten his ass kicked throughout this entire show. And he finally meets up with who he finds as Helga, which is a young boy. He sees Helga, starts to talk to him. Ulrich is losing it. And in this episode, 
he loses it. So big time rough stuff coming from Ulrich in this one. He basically has like a two minute conversation with Helga about how he was looking for someone, how he understands Helga is a murderer in the future. Helga's like nine years old in this episode. Has to be horrifying. Helga eventually starts to get scared and Ulrich basically states like, I'm going to kill you to prevent all of this from happening. You've killed my son. You killed my brother. You know, all of these things Ulrich is blaming Helga for. Helga begins to run. And this is probably the most shocking part of the show so far. Ulrich eventually catches up to Helga and proceeds to beat him, I'm assuming near to death, with a rock. Um, You see that Ulrich is the cause for Helga's ear injury that we see further on um, through time and also in the beginning of this show. So this Professor TikTok, when he and the hooded man are talking, talks about how there's a cycle, that 33-year cycle where the sun and the moon follow the same cycle. And he he makes an analogy that if you're in an, a room that's dark and there's it's endless, if you shoot something out in front of you, you think it's going to continue going straight. You have no expectation of it coming around to hit you in the back of the head. That is basically what he's saying is happening with this time warp, that that time opening, that that 33-year cycle is a time where when that everything lines up, that rift opens and that basically everything becomes a circle and what you send out in front of you also happens behind you. So that is when he starts to reference how the future can also... Uh, affect the past. So we see Ulrich being the cause of Helga's ear injury way in the past, but also he feels like he's taking things into his own hands, but is he just playing into the cycle? Who knows? Also, right when Ulrich gets to 1953, he meets his grandmother and father. They are coming into Winden. They are both, I think, running from something. They have something to hide. They talk about how... um, Ulrich's grandfather, obviously just the father at the time, has died, and that is why they're moving here. It's kind of a hardship thing. So there's a lot of extra like backstory that we're getting in this. We see Ulrich, obviously his family is tied into this somehow. Um, we see that the Dopplers are obviously very deeply tied into this, as they are the family that runs or kind of started the nuclear plant. Um, I think that Helga's father runs the nuclear plant, but I do I do think that his mother is up to no good. I don't think that she is obviously responsible for what they refer to as the thing that happened to Helga. I think that is Ulrich beating him near death, but I do think that Helga's mother has something to hide. There are multiple scenes in this episode where she is uh, just giving people looks of pure death and they just walk away. They don't even engage further. They just walk away. She's got the death look. So watch out for Grandma Doppler. At the very end of this show, we see the yarn board that is in the beginning of the show. Um, We see it a lot. There's obviously the ties. You start to hear um, the Hooded Man and Professor TikTok talking more about these alternate universes. Everything we do now affects everything. There's a cycle. It's always ongoing. The end of this episode, we also see that this board is put together in like what looks like some kind of bunker, potentially with someone stockpiling weapons. Um, And earlier in the episode, we meet a girl that is Helga's tutor. I think it is Charlotte's mother. 
And she loses her dog and starts to kind of get involved in this whole thing throughout the episode. I paused the show and I did a little yarn math. And I think that the woman that is in the end of this episode that is stockpiling weapons, it's this older gray haired woman um, in tattered clothing that's like putting this whole board together. I think that that's Charlotte's mother and she is preparing for something. I don't know what, but something is on its way. Also in this episode, we see Noah for like five seconds as the hooded man and Professor TikTok are there talking about the Antichrist. Um, and they show Noah for like five seconds, who I'm no idea who it is. I think he's big villain. I think he is the reason. Maybe he's searching for immortality. Something's going on. Um, I think that it's a little bit on the nose if Noah is the Antichrist, that he has been dressed like a priest this entire time. That's fine. That is, again, one of the small things I will complain about in this entire stressful, amazing show. But wow, I have so many questions. Um, who is that woman stockpiling these weapons? Is Ulrich going to make it back from 1953? Is this all, like, are we watching things that already happened? Like, is this all just part of the cycle? Are we just not actually watching anything that's going to change the cycle of events? Are we just basically peering through the eyeglass of this catastrophic event that's eventually going to happen is noah the antichrist who knows um this is a wild show there's two episodes left in this season to be honest after the first season my brain needs a break so i'm probably going to move to a different show or just watch a lot more movies because we're heading really close into october and uh, obviously I need to harness as much spooky movie power into October as I can. So next week, I'll try to watch the last two episodes of the first season. I will at least watch one. I'll promise you that. But thank you so much for listening. Sorry again about missing last week. Pods all the time moving forward. Please follow me on Instagram. Add me on PlayStation Network. It is the same on both. The Seven Day Boogie. I'm your friend. You're my friend. I love you. Get the glisten. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Yeah.